It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best of vice. It's Wednesday, January 23rd. I'm Sophie Kazis. Today we're talking about an all-too-common scenario— when women are denied pain relief during invasive procedures. In the U.S. and abroad, we have an extremely unfortunate history of not taking women's pain seriously. In the U.K. specifically, a procedure called a hysteroscopy, which is when doctors examine the inside of the uterus, is routinely performed without any form of pain relief at all. In her recent article, Broadly writer Jessica Forsyth looked at how, for some women, that experience is not only unbearably painful, but can also be traumatizing. So I sat down with Jessica to learn more. So Jessica, you wrote an article about how women are often denied pain relief, like anesthesia, during pretty invasive medical procedures. And your article was also about how, in general, women's pain is taken less seriously. So what brought you to this topic in the first place? Well, I had a hysteroscopy myself, which um, on the surface is a it's a simple enough procedure. It just means that they put a small camera inside your uterus to, to look inside. And it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I, I realized after speaking to all these other women that a lot of people have had a far worse uh, time at it than I did. But I just came away from it feeling a bit taken aback. Is this really necessary? It's the sort of thing, you know, if you're in a, an accident and someone wanted to reset your shoulder, and you just had to grin and bear it, you do that. But this feels like it shouldn't be some kind of, you know, emergency procedure, like where you just have to get through it. It, it It's in a hospital. And it felt like they they could do better. And I felt funny about it. So I started looking into it. And then I realized that a lot of people feel like that. Yeah, you looked into it and you found you're definitely not alone with your story. And you talked to a lot of women who had this procedure, some like you, where it was just, you know, seemed a little bit too uncomfortable and a little too painful. And some for whom it was excruciating and like truly traumatizing. Can you tell us just a few of those stories of some of the women you spoke to? Several of the women I spoke to had quite extreme experiences. And I think it's important to note that that is not the norm. You know, (laughs) even among the ones who find it to be very painful, some of the most extreme experiences, you know, those are not the normal thing to, to have happen. But a lot of the women who had really bad experiences, they had... A few of them were like, they'd gone through menopause, which um, can make it harder. And... A lot of them had other issues as well, like they were, maybe they were looking for a polyp or something that makes it trickier. And they, they would describe how either they, the doctor couldn't get the scope through the cervix, or maybe they did, but they went into shock, clinical shock, 
they'd be shaking, you know, going red all over, hyperventilating. Some people would cry. Some people would throw up. And Jessica, what were the responses of the doctors and the nurses in the room when this would happen? I know you you talked to a few people who the responses from the medical professionals actually were a part of kind of what made it so traumatizing. Yeah, because doctors know that some people won't be able to tolerate it. And what they're supposed to do is they're supposed to stop and then rebook that patient under general anesthesia or some other plan. But what happened to a lot of these women, they would report, was was that people in the room, the doctors and the nurses, kind of behaved like it was normal. They didn't seem bothered or surprised or distressed in any way. They kind of just soldiered on, which is part of what makes this so difficult for a lot of people is because when when you see everyone around you is calm, if you go into clinical shock, which happened to one woman, you're wondering, I must be unusual. And then you learn you're not. It, it, it's that lack of recognition for what has just happened to you that makes this so much worse for so many people because one thing is to have a bad experience another thing is to not see that acknowledged in the doctors who you trusted absolutely i mean it's sort of twofold what you're describing there's this one level where information isn't really being provided in the first place Um, these patients you included aren't told you know there's a possibility that this could be extremely painful or you know you have the option of going under anesthesia you know, that kind of information seems to be lacking. And then that second part where the pain itself is being underplayed and sort of unacknowledged in many of these particularly painful cases. So that brings me to kind of the big question, which is like, why is this happening? I mean, you go to the dentist and like you get Novocaine or like a lot of, you know, major medical procedures, you just assume that pain meds and pain management is a part of that experience. And for the most part, it is. And then you have these sort of invasive procedures that are specifically for women and people with uteruses. And in the case of your article, we're talking about hysteroscopies. And that's not the case. So why is this happening? What is the history behind this? Well, I should say that I studied this in the UK, so I didn't research this in um, in the US specifically. So this procedure used to be done under general anesthetic or anesthetic of some kind. You know, there's many steps between putting you under entirely and giving you nothing. But then the technology caught up to a point where the scopes were small enough that I suppose they felt like they could do it without needing to sedate the patient, which is time-consuming for the patient, for the doctor. It's expensive. I believe there are rules in in the UK about wanting people to get this procedure done within a certain time frame because it's one of the key ways to diagnose um, things like uterine cancer. So many women who have this procedure done are very nervous because they're waiting to hear if they have cancer. I mean, there's other reasons to do it as well. But That's one of the things. And many women tolerate it. You know, they might find having a 60-second burst of strong pain to be worth not having to go under for. You know, a lot of women who don't find this to be that bad might want to choose to, to not be sedated. And which at least that's how the doctor explained it to me. The problem is that not everyone is likely to have a good experience. And there are some studies that suggest that you can predict who those women are. Speaking for myself, 
I've had this procedure done twice. And the first time, obviously, I had no idea. I suspected it was going to be a little little painful because the doctor told me that most women tolerate it, which is not a happy word in a medical context. And then I had it again a year later, and the procedure was exactly the same. But I personally found that it was less bad the second time because I knew exactly what to expect. I just found it so frustrating that I wouldn't be trusted with that information. I should be able to make those decisions for myself. So I guess what I'm wondering is, is this common for procedures in general to kind of try to cut those time and cost corners? Or is this sort of specific to women's pain? And what did you find around that? You know, why is it that even when a lot of the women you spoke to were in the procedure and they were experiencing really excruciating pain, that pain was underplayed. I think that that's such a big part of this story. And you know, I just want to hear you talk a little bit more about that part of it. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of general studies around the issue of women's pain being downplayed. Women have to wait longer in emergency rooms to be given pain medication. They might be given less pain medication. And a lot of women will have had an IUD fitted and there was a fantastic article about that in the, in the outline, I think it was, where the writer said that if men had to do this, they'd get epidurals, which might sound funny, but you can get an epidural to get an IUD fitted or a, a hysteroscopy because, you know, they're not actually that dissimilar, except obviously a hysteroscopy can be a lot worse depending on exactly what you're doing. I would need to do more research into the different procedures to say for sure, but I do know that an endoscopy, which is where they put a camera down your throat to look in your stomach or a colonoscopy where they put the camera up the, up the colon to look in the, the intestines, those are both done under what's called conscious sedation in the UK, which is where you're kind of alert, but pretty under. And then you sleep it off afterwards, like for an hour, and then you need someone to take you home. And it's like, it's a day off of work, but that's the common practice for those procedures and those procedures are done on men and women <laughs> it's 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 hard to prove a negative right it's but one of the studies there was a broadly article about this i think it was last year quoted a study that had found some your older doctor thought that women had a natural capacity to endure pain because of because of childbirth it's this idea that you're a teenager you get your period and you cramp and it's normal and Ever since you're a little girl, you kind of train that this is going to hurt. And then later you have these procedures, these invasive procedures. So they go in through the vagina, they go in through the uterus, and it hurts. Well, everything hurts down there. Isn't that how it always is? I really do think that, you know, younger women are better at talking about this and maybe less likely to be embarrassed, less likely to put up with things. I don't know. Yeah. What does the activism around this issue look like? In the UK, there's a very active group called Campaign Against Painful Hysteroscopy. They've been working with the British Society of Gynecological Endoscopy, which is the group that does it, and and their parenting organization called the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. And they are the ones that create the best practice for these sorts of procedures. They've been working with them to to have the the best practice leaflets changed, and they have um, 
people within those organizations who think they're a bunch of troublemakers. They, they, they're causing a lot of fuss, you know, because it's, it's scary when you read these descriptions. It sounds horrific. And it is true that most women will not have the experience of some of those horror stories. It's like, it is unusual. But there are people within those organizations who agree that there needs to be more information around pain management. And at the very least, if a woman is starting to, you know, approach a level of clinical shock, you need to stop. You can read the full story at broadly.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. And tune in again on Friday for another Vice Guide to Right Now.